This show was brought to you by Ouch My Ego. OuchMyEgo.com Hey, John. Happy New Year, Andrew. Although this is no. the second no. month of the year. Yes, so it's not quite new. It's not quite fresh. Well, it's new, new for me. How about that? New for you, yes. Because last was Tom Nix. Now it's back to you. Yeah, and, well, as you uh, can tell, so, I have that big of an ego that everything has to revolve around me, so. Mm-hmm. Your name is John, not Son. I need to change my name, I or guess. I need to change the celestial body's name. One or the other. <laughs> the Earth revolves around John. <laughs> How can you be on the Earth at the same time as it revolving around you? Talent? No, okay, it's talent. All right. So, uh, typically, podcasts or articles or things like this about movies tend to lean towards uh, holidays of the month. So, like, February, you'd have, like, this what strange Valentine movie can we talk about or, you know, some sort of dark romance or whatever. Well, I don't care. I'm not doing that. I'm doing more weather, more climate, more cold. Because February is a pretty cold month, right? Typically. There is some... I guess romance in this movie, so But it's not a romance film. It's not it's not. It's not. Says you, you know it. Yeah, well. So well, what did we just watch, John? We watched Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters. You may know, me and my sister, we have a past. We've almost died at the hands of a witch. Now we travel the world hunting them. You dropped something. The last two weeks, we have five children taken from us. A witch does not come out in the open like that. There's something else going on here. What is this place? This is our old house. Our parents didn't abandon us. They were murdered. You finally found your way home. Oh my god. You know what I say? Burn them all. Shoot anything to boost. That's new. Hansel and Gretel. You gotta be kidding me. The Unrated Extended Edition. So, before we get into this, you saw The Brothers Grimm, yes? I did see The Brothers Grimm. I actually think I only saw it in theaters, and that was the only time I've ever actually seen it. Huh. Terry Gilliam's Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm are actually hucksters and swindlers, and they fake the... They're basically like uh, those people who now would have a ghost hunting show, and all the ghosts are fake. They're all just special effects and rigged up. They are like that for old-timey times. Anyway, so that was by Terry Gilliam, and did you enjoy that movie? I don't believe I did. It's been a long time. I don't think I liked that movie. Everybody didn't like it. There's a sort of hard cynicism to it that makes it not fun to watch even though it does end up getting supernatural and there are specters or whatever and the action's kind of kinetic and whatever the characterizations and everything is not fun it's like a vacuum of fun in it though the ingredients sound like it should be fun very much so which brings us to what we're going to be talking about which is hansel and gretel witch hunter Z with an s witch hunters so first impressions what do you think this is one of those movies that I honestly hate. hate, hate, hate. What? Yeah, I know. I surprised you, didn't I? Holy. You, you, you thought I was going to totally dig this one, didn't you? Yeah, especially because you love Army of Darkness and Evil Dead and all that wank, fun, fan service horror. You love that stuff. I do. And I'm talking about Evil Dead, the TV show, you know, Ash versus the Evil Dead. 
and whatever. You enjoy the hell out of that stuff. I do. And that is what this movie is. No, this is so... It thinks that it's cool. Everything about it, like, when the first thing that, that this thing that started with was the little MTV logo... And I went, and I went, <laughs> okay, oh yes. my, that and confused like, all of us. I used to go like, MTV film, they're still making movies? They don't even do music on their television that, you know, they don't do that anymore. How are they still making movies? Granted, this was 2012 or 13 that this movie came, 13, 13 that this one came out in. Yeah. But it's like, still, it's like, yeah, yeah, they weren't doing music at that time. So why the hell are they making movies? This movie really thinks it's cooler than it really is. And, okay, one of the reasons why I like, like, Evil Dead, or let's go with Army of Darkness, because that'll be the closest parallel to this movie, if you wanted to use those movies. Okay. You have the, you know, you have an anachronism where you have Ash being the man out of time, and... Totally, right, yes. This okay. is... I think I know what you're The entire at. film is this walking, talking anachronism that never f- works. Even, even for these people... <laughs> I love it, actually. Even these people who are supposed to be in Germany... Is there a single, like, actual German? Because I don't think, uh, what's his name? Uh, Storm- no, they're not, they're not supposed to be in German. Yeah, it is. They're, it's not. No, it's, it's not. Hans, uh, not, no, the Brothers Grimm. Uh, no, this is um, made by the guy who did Dead Snow. Oh, yeah. And he's... And that also is part so of the problem. So there's a lot of Nordic, <laughs> so there's... Uh, you don't like Dead Snow? I liked the first Dead Snow. Although, I have a feeling if I watched sure. it again, I would probably hate it now. But uh, I the hated, second Dead Snow gets a little uh, I, wanky. I, I hated really Dead Snow too so much. I uh, that, yeah, I didn't quite get with that one. But uh, I think this guy has a a clear vision of what he wants. Right. So the anachronistic way of everybody speaking, it's true. Which is one of the reasons why I really enjoy this because I allow it. Well, it's also you're the person who's not allowing. It's it. also weaponry that okay. If this that's film, that's the steampunk sort of weirdo thing. Yeah, and but we'll, we'll, let's get it. Th- yeah. Let's get to that later. <laughs> I mean, the language, the how cavalier speak, and the modern kind of language that everybody speaks. Yeah, and I, it's like I like Jeremy Renner as an actor. I like him in things. I do not like him in this. But why? Because he, when I keep going, everyone thinks everything is so much cooler than it is is it's like no you're not cool you're hawkeye no 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 he's playing a dude bro kind of okay who at times has depth and insecurities does right especially when he's drinking he th- he's like we're all the girls right and when he's not drinking and the girl is actually showing uh interest in him he is totally totally insecure and is like um or uh yeah i just gotta go fight well a witch, here's the thing uh, or, uh, he's again we'll go we'll go back to doing evil dead comparisons he thinks he's ash but he's not ash there's sure. there's something that bruce campbell has in his idiotic swagger that you i said sure but i'm i'm not quite on your side here ash is every man idiot guy who thinks he's hot stuff hansel really knows what he's doing he knows how to do it he's like an athlete versus an amateur okay ash is the amateur and yet ash seems to have a better body count than than he does well at least a better track record record in killing things because every time they every time they seem to go out and try to kill one of these things they get their ass handed to them well, the fact the fact that the we're getting this loves gore. well the fact that we're getting these the director is a gore hound so. yeah but it's we have this whole thing where it's like they're constantly getting their ass beat and it just seems dumb luck that they manage to actually kill something until you get to the the climax but that's so Tommy Vercola is the director he as I just mentioned he directed uh, the Dead Snow movies 
And he, this is his first movie in the Hollywood movie system, right? Yeah. So when he was in film school, he went to film school in Australia, and he had a pitch meeting as part of a, like a final project type thing. And the pitch meeting was with his instructor who was acting as producer, executive producer that you pitch to, and then they give you money and whatever. But it's just an assignment. He had been milling this around since he was a child, obviously. Obviously, right? He had this cassette tape, and he listened to this cassette tape. Uh, it was like a audiobook sort of thing. But it was it always stopped at the end of Hansel and Gretel, you know, where they kill the witch, which is the first three minutes of this film. Kill the witch, get out. If you don't know Hansel and Gretel, come on. I mean, people, just, you have to know the story of Hansel and Gretel. Like, it's old. It's super old. It's a Brothers Grimm story, which is why I prefaced it with a Brothers Grimm movie. Anyway, he pitched, well, what happens after that? What becomes of the two characters? Oh, they become witch hunters. So he pitched that, and his instructor said, don't ever speak of this at all until you're in Hollywood in front of a producer, because you're going to sell it. Yeah. And that's literally what happened. Yeah, it's very much, it's a very simple elevator pitch for a movie. I mean, that's one of the reasons why also, and it it's very obvious, one of the reasons why I don't like this is it exists because they want it to be a franchise. Even so much that there was a quote that I found from Adam McKay, who one of the producers on this. Yeah, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell produced yeah. this. It's their production company called Gary Sanchez Productions. Yeah, which by the... It's their first film that they produced. They sit there and go like, you know, the idea is they've grown up and they they hunt witches. It's a hybrid sort of old-timey feeling, yet there's pump-action shotguns, modern technology, but in an old style. We heard it and we're just like, that's a freaking franchise! You can make three of those! And that's the problem with the movie is that, I mean, I like comic book movies. I like comic booky things. I like bombastic things, but I don't like, you talk about cynicism and stuff like that. This movie exists as cynicism because it's complete. No, it doesn't. It, no. no. The producers, the producers gave it money because they're cynical. The director is not cynical. The director just wanted to make this crazy movie. And it is a crazy movie. And they're actually getting around to doing a sequel, but without, uh, well, he's writing it, but. Someone else is directing it. Oh, he, there is a sequel. Huh, huh, I didn't know this. But uh, now let's dig into the storyline uh, post the first three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because they, they, the beginning is a retelling of the Hansel and Gretel story. Except then when yeah. they uh, push the witch in, like, die you bitch, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. So that's the first hint that this is not a fairy tale for kids. And it's also, like you said, anachronistic, like the language. Yeah, little, little foul-mouthed children. Yeah, but that's just a very brief moment. The cast here is Jeremy Renner, Gemma Arterton, and she is Gretel. So <laughs> it's not the other way around Hansel is Jeremy Renner um, although that Fomke would Jensen, that would be very interesting if it was a reverse casting <laughs> Fomke Jensen is Muriel and it's rounded out mostly by a lot of actors who have worked with the director before but you have Tarantino alum Zoe Bell as Tall Witch and Peter Stormare as the sheriff okay who I feels like he's based on Matthew Hopkins I don't know if you know who that I is. don't real life Matthew Hopkins is a witch hunter in England while all 
that crap was going on, and he was a, a, a shyster. He would make crap up and just kill women. He's kind of like a serial killer, but sanctioned. Well, I have to say this. I love Peter Stormare, but especially in watching this, I really wonder, can Peter Stormare actually act? Because he basically is Peter Stormare in everything I've ever seen him in. Ah, it's very but it's, variations of Peter Stormare. It's, but it's also, it's what I like about Walken. I don't necessarily, I know Walken can act, but I seem to prefer Walken just basically going in and playing Walken. Yeah, so Peter Stormare has has shades of Peter Stormare. It can go from light gray to dark black, and he usually plays a variation of each. Yeah, and I like you put a cowboy hat on him, and and then he talks like this, like I'm a cowboy, but of course he's from northern Sweden, Sweden, so it doesn't sound like a cowboy, but he's, yeah, but he, howdy partner. But it's also his, you know, his delivery weird. is always kind I don't remember my lines half the time. Or I'm just I don't think so. I think he's faster than that, but, but, but like yeah. I said, he's But he's, yeah, he has that he has a, he's kinda got that weird voice. Yeah, he's that weird staccato delivery of almost everything. And I love it. I, I love it. And he's he is horrible I mean not not as a not in acting wise, you know, or role. But his character he's, he's his a horrible, horrible character in this movie and just, Well this is what I was getting at with, with Matthew Hopkins. He was a man who went around murdering witches based on people's uh, hearsay and you know burning him at the stake maybe raping him which yeah unfortunately that's a scene in this film i think it might have been part of the extended cut but there's also a twin peaks alumni in this film that there is so everybody drink once uh andrew tells you who he is yeah Derek mears got his face caved in by booper in season three of twin peaks and here he plays edward the troll but he's controlled controlling the suit while well, he's carrying the suit which is controlled by like 13 people because his face is controlled by two i do believe and his hands are controlled by i don't know however many just a lot of people worked on this giant troll suit yeah, that he is he is definitely walking around in and he's not he's not just a suit performer where like he's just moving the shoulders but Derek mears is the unsung suit performer monster man i believe because he's an actor the dude can act that's why he was in twin peaks without a suit on and it was just him the arm wrestling scene i'm just going to take this moment to champ the dude because i don't hear it i really don't hear it i hear everybody talk about well appropriately doug jones i'm not saying take it away from Doug Jones. Doug Jones is also an actor, a mime, and a suit performer, and he's great, right? He plays a lot of Guillermo del Toro creatures and monsters. But the one that I keep hearing about is Kane Hodder, as if... And I know Kane Hodder has a terrible, interesting story of his own, and that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Skillos, buddy. And Derek Mears has it. He's got the imposing body, but he can also say the lines, if you give him lines. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's really cool, first, that he's in this, even though you can't see his face. It's also really cool that he's in Twin Peaks, but yeah, go ahead and take a drink. I was really excited when I was like, Derek Mears is in this! I got a Twin Peaks in! <laughs> Part of me thinks that that's why you wanted to have this movie in there. Was, you knew he was in it, so you decided to uh, give everybody a uh, another drink. Yeah, no, what I really... I got this at... Uh, going out of business blockbuster and i had seen it before i don't remember how maybe in the theater maybe elsewhere i don't remember but i remember being like this is fun and for me it was and for me i'm a lot more forgiving with the anachronistic stuff than you are and i think listening to the show as we go on you can figure out what you and i are more forgiving about and this is definitely something that would stick out as like yeah andrew would enjoy that more and i was just hoping that you would accept the anachronistic stuff but you haven't no ah. darn it because it is a fantasy film that it is part of me goes you know what would have helped me accept this movie because if
if it wasn't the technology that they had. Like, I do appreciate that Hansel is diabetic and has to take his insulin shots. <laughs> that see how big that needle is? Yeah, I liked it's that. enormous. I thought that was... Goes straight to his bone. That that <laughs> I enjoyed. Injection. I thought that was that was nice and clever and all that. I mean, there's, there's things in here. There are, like, little bits and pieces in here that I'm fine with. It's just 99% of this movie is. <laughs> 99? Are you serious? Wait, the special effects... For the most part, not when Edward the troll runs through the trees, because that's obviously CG, where he knocks the trees down. I'm not keen on that. But the special effects are mostly practical here, nah. with a couple of green screen backdrops. The... And you didn't enjoy any of the the featured witches. No. And I even... You didn't like the goiter okay, witch? Maybe if we had seen this in theaters, and it was in 3D as it was intended to be shown, because it's very obviously designed to be 3D with some of these gore effects, all of a sudden just everything popping at the screen. Sure. So that might have have helped this film in my opinion, but... Roger Ebert once talked about 3D as being like kind of useless because we already got movies that way and our minds don't need that one next trick that it's actually in front of you, even though we obviously know it's not. Movies are still shot in a way that it looks like they would be 3D if they just had that one layer of technology making it so. So like what I'm talking about is like any of those fly through scenes uh, or any of those scenes where blood gets on the lens or a bullet in slow-mo whips around an object or whatever and we're following it or a plane fly through well it's like over it's like things where anything like this t- it's already presented as if it's 3d well we ex- and our minds accept it as well that. we accept that yes the film is exists in a three-dimensional space and there's depth in within that stuff but we're i'm talking so about Ebert was like saying 3d is not not useful yes it's not really. and and there haven't been very many films that have been very effectively using 3d so why do it right so why why yeah. create gore sec, uh, sections that are only basically designed to look good if you're having it pop out at you in the theater thus there's no point so doing it that way that just looks that like is, garbage that is actually the problem with piranha 3d uh we recently watched that over the summer and that actually shows that the 3d effects that you're talking about only work in a big environment where you have the 3d tech and you're really being slapped in the face with a fish you know theoretically or you know and that only works because it doesn't work if you don't have the 3d it looks stupid the the special effects show their age and stuff like that too and you're like what this is dumb but i don't i didn't get that vibe off of this i just think that the storm clouds and the green screen storm clouds because everything is practical except for those i it's kind of too jarringly different than the environment there are things in there that you could see what they were doing that were very obviously stuff but it's the most blatant moment of this 3d thing is at the very end where you have the uh, which is going through the little netting of a uh, little wire mesh and getting chopped up. Oh yeah, up. the wire mesh. And it's, you know, just little face particles flying at your face thing, which is just, okay. it looks terrible. It's it's cheap and it doesn't work. That is one of the CG moments. And it doesn't, yeah. but it- And I think it, you're probably right. It doesn't work unless you're doing it 3D. It's There's no point to do it. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right about that one, but it goes by in like two seconds. It's no big deal to me. But it's also by that uh, point of the film, I was kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, 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 had, oh, stopped, I had stopped making notes a while. A long time ago, I'm just kind of like, uh, oh yeah, that they're children of witches. Okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, wait. Yeah, no, that's a so point. Hansel and Gretel. Yes, they're they're 
given uh, the little twist of the story is that it's not just that their bad dad abandons them because he, the brothers Grimm always just simplify things and say bad dad abandons them probably because he can't take care of them and he's just a deadbeat so he abandons them in the forest and then the witch gets him wants to eat him fattens him up and then they kill him well here it's not bad dad it's the husband of a white witch and she's a grand white witch which is supposed to mean something but yeah well it does in this story because there's a bunch of other dark witches you know so well it seems like the only that's something in they, this. they say these are more powerful witches but we never really see that the only thing that apparently they can do is make themselves look pretty that, that seems to be <laughs> no, their only actual power look pretty that that's that... they sh- no they can make people get blasted with their what is that sci-fi gun that they had uh in various movies like i think they had it in uh well it's like it's like the gun from uh from se- uh about say session nine minority report i think minority report had it but ba- where it's just a ripple they can they can make it you know explode I mean? that's i think that's where we're trying to go right talk about the uh... well no not explode like you can just make a person get blasted away and it's usually just a ripple but here it's a it's a, a wispy cotton candy wand movement and it just shoots a colorful cotton candy strand at the person the person goes flying against a wall and then they blow his head up later whatever i mean they got projectile wand work yeah but that seems to be all witches can can projectile wand if they have a wand to projectile with yeah but they also have the speeder bike star wars stuff going on with their brooms yes but again you're, I, I enjoyed that you're still not telling me what the grant these two grand witches can actually do that the other witches can't other than again oh the- make themselves look pretty <laughs> I guess, I guess so. Well, the one uh, there's a, there's a witch gonna be killed by Stormare, and it's obvious that she stands out from the crowd. She's beautiful, and her hair matches her outfit. It's this false orange blonde kind of hair. It looks really yeah. She the color just looks false. Yeah, she's dying her unnatural, but yeah. it's nice. Yeah, in yeah. this in this it's apricot. Fifteen or yeah, fifteen sixteen hundreds. She's dying. She's got some pretty damn good hair dye. No, it's the craft magic where she can do whatever with her hair because she's a witch, right? But she is a witch, and she's a white witch. So this comes back later, and it's it's really foreshadowed just by how she's colorful and bright, and how she stands out from the crowd, which is all dingy and gray and kind of ugly people. And the mayor's like, no, we don't kill her because well, due process, which is really cool. I really like the due process comment. Like we have to. Well, no, Gretel is this. the one for due we process. Hansel would have just let them kill her. He even says that to her at one point. She's the one who believes in due process. He, a good witch, is a dead witch. I don't recall that. Yeah, that's... Really? Yeah, that's... Uh, I think it's when she's trying to talk. She's talking to him like, You saved my life. He's like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just let them kill you. Oh, huh. I must have blinked and not heard it. You know what I mean? Uh, eyes and ears work the same, right? Uh, yeah, that's how science works. Yeah. So that well, that's even interesting too. That right now there's a lot of ignoring due process because of an accusation. A lot of due process is just thrown out the window, and it's nice that this movie says, "No, no, 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 due process. Come on, investigate the thing. Look at the evidence." even if it's difficult to do. So I'm all for that theme in this film. And then, like, the evidence of all the bad witches are very obvious. They have decay. They, of course, can make themselves look pretty, but there are obvious signs if you know what to look for. And Hansel and Gretel do. Do you think that their relationship as brother and sister comes off as valid? Not really. I mean, I'll say this. It feels a little bit more like their family than, say, and this is going back years like say the fantastic four movie the the first one that that 
the retrochrome, but the first major one, yeah. where you had people who were family who seemed like they had never met each other. These two, at least, <laughs> these two, yes. at least, they come off more like partners than yeah. than family members. But and that's fine. Sure. I, I okay. didn't. I wasn't questioning that their relationship right. at any point. Okay, so there's there's something there that you liked. Uh, you like the diabetic thing because the witch at the very beginning of the movie force feeds Hansel so much sugar that he becomes diabetic, and now Hansel's diabetic throughout the rest of the film, which is established two times, and I think the third time that he needs to shoot up, he can't. And Gretel helps him, saves the day, and that's cool. But in that scene, they're like, "I hate you, you're ugly," type of banter, and I do not think that worked because they weren't doing that. They weren't ribbing each other like through the rest of the film they were just really chill with each other i mean sort of sort of it it established it once because he jokes with her like says something like oh obviously you know something like that that was like the only other time that they do that i don't think it was enough because if you're siblings i have siblings and they often try to find a moment to dig at you at least me dig at me heck John, John, yes. even you dig at me. Even you dig at me. We're like brothers, so. Yeah, and that's, that's like, I, I see that I'm an only child, so I don't have that thing. But again, I have you. I have my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I have my girlfriend, Heather, and her sister. So it's like, I see. I see how yeah. siblings are. Yeah, yeah, the dynamic is, yes. So, yeah, I think, interestingly, you and I are, are sibling-like in the way that we are, we are very opposed on various things, but meet somewhere in the middle enough yeah you know the venn diagram of you and me we have this weird overlap that's fine we exist in that overlap that's fine and it's and then we all go off on a weird tangent yeah yeah that's just great the fine is just great and then otherwise we but there's no anger attached to the other stuff which i appreciate so good on us i don't know you maybe watch this movie Hey, yeah, but you made me watch, and I won't ever let you live it down. Yeah, I, Repo. Yeah, I had, had to have you watch Repo, and I had to have you watch Solar Babies. So, well, you know, Solar Babies, I'll watch again over Repo, huh? Aww. Huh? That so, that hurts my so. heart. <laughs> but yeah, a Repo is still the one that stings. Ouch, 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 ouch. But this, I don't think it should sting you so much. You remember Van Helsing? Yes, this is one of the reasons of these kind of movies. Although I will give Van Helsing... I don't like Van Helsing. I, have, I need to preface this before I give it any kind of praise. It works better than this because I think it at least... Its technology is consistent with its time period. Okay, so it's it's kind of cowboy time period, just pre-cowboy, so they have, like, muskets and stuff. But he has crossbows that shoot multiple crossbows like these people do in Hansel and Gretel. They have, like... They they have automatic uh, weapons. uh, Rapid fire. Yeah. They have rapid fire crossbows in Hansel and Gretel. In Van Helsing, I believe, they have something similar crossbow-wise. But they don't have Gatlin guns. Yeah, and again, it's... While the time period is somewhat nebulous, I still sit there and go, yeah, you know, 15, 16, so no there's no gatling guns <laughs> no that's that's early 19 yeah that's late cowboy days you know there was a john wayne movie with kirk douglas called the war wagon and they have a gatling gun that's what the war wagon is it's just a sort of armored stagecoach with a gatling gun in it probably the my favorite john wayne movie anyway but back then i was as a child i was like really they had that kind of gun in cowboy days and this is pre-cowboy days so <laughs> And what's funny is the good witch is the one with the Gatlin gun. Yeah. Mowing down all these See, bad and, witches. And that's the thing. 
had, I, I think I probably already said this, but I'll say it again, had the technology in this film been a little more era appropriate? Like, you know, maybe they, essentially they have to probably use their brains a little bit more than uh, automatic crossbows and pump action shotguns. Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> I mean, yes, you can go a little bit anachronistic, but not to the extent that they went. And I think it probably would have played better for me, where it's just... What about this weird bullet that the kid shoots out of that amazing rifle that he's got? Oh, it's basically... Yeah, it's a... Uh, it basically it's a landmine in bullet form, because it shoots out... Or, or, or maybe not a landmine. What is it called? Not a landmine, a, but a, a bouncing Betty. Yeah, so the, it, this is the slow-mo part and slow-mo CG porn part that I hate, okay? So there's a moment in this film that I just don't like. But I get the usefulness for it. I just... It's just a trope that I just don't like. But it and the bullet it slows down all wanted style like that movie slows down and you're watching the bullet and it sheds its it, shape it, yeah it sheds its casing and it just shoots out these these little pellets everywhere and kills but how it un- how it sheds it's almost like blooms like a flower or something and they peel off and these pellets just fly everywhere and that was pretty good as far as like the effectiveness of the weapon goes but the bullet itself is I think way too complicated for what you're saying the era I don't think that they had bullets like that ever not even now? No, so. not that I'm... Well, <laughs> there are bullets that fragment, you know, and, and sure, are designed, but like, designed that's to cause... Sure, hit things. Yeah, designed to cause damage at maximum thing, but yeah, nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, go crazier. Each little pellet has, like, a homing <laughs> property. Yeah, that's how this, this scene kind of plays out. And it's really just a wow the 14-year-olds, honestly. Whoa, cool. And again, that that's also another one of those things where I go, I'm too old and... Yes, I'm playing that card. I'm too old to uh, buy into those wow, that's so cool things at times because it, well, it's like, it's, there's a lot of movies that have kind of come around like that where it's like, it, you know, you're sort of like, oh man, that's so cool. Oh, that's so cool. And then by this point, I've seen, you know, so much of this stuff that it's like, all that's so cool that it's not cool. Yeah. It's like, it was cool in the Matrix. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, this. And it was cool in Blade whenever they did their thing. Like Blade and the Matrix did their stuff pioneering this sort of kind of action that blew up and now everything is just like that all the time there's got to be something different yeah it's like this is a film that should have been released in the early 2000s and it might i can agree with you i can agree with you i I think it's got more of a camera work wise i'm very pleased with it for the most part the movements of the camera okay if you're gonna ape sam raimi this is how you do it yeah i'll give you that i've seen plenty of movies where people are like oh it's like it's iron dead (laughs) what is that that it's like i want to see that movie now I, I really want to see Iron that. Dead. Right. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Iron but... Man versus the Evil yeah. Dead. There you go. Okay. Okay. That's what it is. Uh, evil Dead would die, like amazingly. But the kind of camera work, let's say, that he also did, and for the normies listening to the show, Spider-Man Two, when Doctor Octopus gets his tentacles and they go crazy in that scene, that's perfect Sam Raimi camera work, like for the kinetic action and stuff. And Evil Dead, and the l- final scene of Army of Darkness with the shotgun and the lady you're, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the store that stuff that kind of camera work if you're gonna try to ape it this is the movie that comes closest I've seen yeah and that I as I said I'll agree with you on that it definitely has it's the best non Sam Raimi Sam Raimi camera work yeah. camera work okay. wise okay but the thing that keeps tripping you up the bear trap is 
the anachronistic language characterization and the technology that's it yeah basically it seems everything about Hansel and Gretel witch hunters is what bugs me about it because that's I mean not gonna go like the story is simple I mean what if we're gonna let we've gotten this far into well it's a blade storyline like again it's a blade storyline becoming a daywalker it's the daywalker storyline they need to be able to withstand being burned at the stake and I guess sunlight hurts them too so they're a little bit vampiric the witches so they need Gretel's heart yeah to well it's like they're collecting these kids to cast a spell that's supposed to do that but they need yeah they need her heart because she's a grand witch and that's what i guess it's a hereditary sort of thing if your mom's a witch and your daughter you're gonna be a witch i guess yeah that that's how it works yeah which is also explains why during the film whenever the witches try to cast spells on them it doesn't seem to work yeah well that's at the very beginning we we show the mom like dealing with the kids saying some sort of prayer or whatever over them and then she tells the husband take him to the woods i really enjoy this film it was fun but i was like you you going why are they talking this way what but every time i was just accepting it other than asking the question why i was like why okay because there was no answer but just, and, i just got to the point where i just started you know i'm watching the, the beginning stuff and the beginning stuff's okay i mean granted all the witches are really grotesque and all that stuff and sure you know it's like all right all right you know okay well actually there are a bunch of different steps of witches so when you're looking at the final scene with like 80 witches and whatever they're the front row are the standout makeup application witches. The next row are the more sexy witches who just have interesting paint effects on their faces type of thing, but their outfits are the things that are more important. The next row is the masks pullover head mask witches and i actually like a lot of these witches it felt very video gamey in fact i really think that this could have been a really great open world red dead redemption style video game but with well they already witch have hunting they already have a better version of this movie as a video game it's called the witcher i haven't except you except it. without any of the anachronistic nonsense but there are grotesque uh, it, grotesque monsters who are in some cases actually is it open world it's very open world yeah it's a okay very so you can just happen upon people people randomly yeah. and they'll yeah there is there is a storyline you have to follow but as you go into these areas you can just explore there are hmm. areas you don't want to go into in, at certain points till you've leveled up to an extent but yeah but it is a very complex world even the monsters in many cases have like there's three dimensions to some of these creatures and stuff and you can actually can com- complete some of your storylines where it's like i have to go and kill this monster no one of these creatures you literally just sit down and you have a nice meal with it huh. and you don't you know you don't attack it at all you just well which is, is actually interesting enough because edward is that creature in this story yes edward is a slave to the witches he he helps kidnap the children but he kind of seems like a, a mindless character until you see that um the big scene that i mentioned where gretel was gonna get raped because she just was not cooperating and this is the final thing to make her cooperate is the worst thing or next to death well they're i think i think they're just it's, hoping that they were gonna kill her just basically do their do their way with her and then yeah yeah yeah. but i'm saying it's next to death because she was it's like final punishment on her because she will not comply with the sheriff and this is also another theme that is interesting in the film and it's a tried and true theme is that the people are sometimes 
more horrible than the monsters. And that's what this scene's about. Which, that um, that was also something I was starting to think before, you know, Peter Stormer gets his head stomped in. I honestly thought, oh I honestly thought he was going to be a bigger villain in this film. He was going to be in league with the witches or something. Oh, it, it really, like, so you're, you were thinking that he was going to be, like, the self-righteous guy who is also a secret monster yeah he was all you know all part of this thing and it's not necessarily that we knew that she was a witch but it was very obviously something with uh mina we knew something was gonna be going on with her later but kind of figuring he was trying to get her killed because he wanted to stop her from doing something right like she was gonna have so, more of okay. a role yeah, I mean, yes yeah, yeah. and she is she is helpful at the end but i kind of she's she's helpful at she she establishes herself in two scenes well the first scene where she's gonna get you know burnt and then she's saved and then she sees Renner and then helps him and he's wounded after a battle with some witch and takes him to a healing pool but their sexual attractiveness to each other just gets out of hand and they end up doing it in the healing pool so there's that and then she's part of the team for a little bit with the Gatling gun so and then she's taken out which I thought was kind of lame and I thought maybe that he should take her to the healing pool I thought that was like the most obvious thing like I've got to get her to the healing pool yeah I, th- I kind of expected to see her at the end where we have our crew uh, taking on that next witch. Our epilogue is crazy too. So they save the day. We're come rounding out. Famke Jensen, I think, plays a really good uh, villainous witch, and she fought her makeup for a little bit. You know, because if you've never acted in makeup, I think it takes a little bit to get used to. And then once she embraced it, she's like, oh my god, I have freedom. Freedom to be this big, broad, yelling monster lady. And it was fun for her. Everybody in this movie seems like they're having fun. Also, one of the reasons why I like it. Yeah, I'm... No. (laughs) Jeremy Renner really enjoyed making this movie, and I thought that he didn't until I saw, like, interviews with him, and he's like, yeah, this is fun. Like, this is just playground fun for these actors Gemma Arterton did her she's not a very physical actor she doesn't usually do action movies so she did before anybody else got to set she did three weeks of training with the stunt crew to get in shape and to get right for it and so she comes off rather competent in her scenes as far as the action goes and Jeremy Renner of course this is I believe pre is it no this is post fully pre this is post Avengers but because that one of the reasons why this got delayed was because there was shooting of Avengers or doing or I should say okay. doing doing more work on Avengers I should say okay so I was just wondering about the timeline between that so this is just him like going yeah I want to just have fun I think and he saw a one sheet which was just a character design one sheet where it was Hansel and Gretel walking away from a funeral pyre like an explosion that's what grabbed design said yes yeah, send me the script he read the script and he liked it he thought that there was enough depth between the characters at least on the page as far as the siblings things go that it read better than just a flat action hero character would and i actually see that i think whatever jeremy renner does for a very long time put it this way has depth to it even if it is hawkeye he had depth before they ruined his character by adding a wife and kids oh yeah but that's now i don't want to say anything that might be a potential spoiler for Avengers 4. Yeah, yeah, whatever. But I'm just saying, he had depth before they did that. Just as a guy being puppeted around by Loki 
because it's Jeremy Renner and he's a good actor. <laughs> so anyway, the very end after they save the day, uh, destroy all the witches. Yeah. It's this epilogue, which is a very very short sequel. Well, okay, and it's I, I need to ask crazier. I need to ask you this wise. because I yes what was there a post credit or mid credit sequence that you saw? No, because no. I I see things that say that there's a post credit sequence, and I'm wondering if in the cut that we saw that's the tail end of the film this little extended bit here i don't have the theatrical cut so i only have the extended so maybe that's what that was because the crew is all together it's the young boy with the rifle and he's their fanboy by the way gosh this guy is basically my friend ron uh you met ron i have met shot the yeah we shot the short film now ron when he was a weezer fan he had this scrapbook of all weezer stuff the every weezer show that he'd went to paraphernalia and memorabilia and all this stuff and when i met him he wanted to start promoting shows and i told him you have to nix the book you can't bring that with you to shows because you got to be professional now you can't be a fan outright and gush all over every band that you like you can't do that anymore you have to you can be that away you can be as nerdy as you want when they're not in the room (laughs) right put that away don't bring it up just enjoy being around them and and he, he understood that at that time it was about time for him to understand too and I think he, he just got with that idea. But this character shows up with Hansel and Gretel in the his, first scene. His scrapbook, and he pulls yeah. out the scrapbook, and I was like, hey, it's Ron! <laughs> That's him. Yeah. And But then I guess he nixes the scrapbook, and he becomes part of their crew. He took my advice, this character. Wait, what? It's a character. It's not real life. So they fight some desert witch at the end, and it's all super slow-mo special effects, the other 3D scene. Well, it's also, it's very much, because I just seen, watch this movie again prior to watching Hansel and Gretel, and that's, uh, it's basically the end from Chronicles of Riddick. The exact, her little escaping, super fast little motion is exactly the same thing that the villain does. I mean, almost Hmm. visually everything about it is almost exactly the same thing. Just, I think, huh. instead of blue in Riddick, it's, you know, orangish yellow in this one. Huh. And there's no Vin Diesel. And there's no Vin Diesel. This yeah. one we needed Vin uh, Diesel. So was- he needed to be the last witch hunter. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That should be a movie. Last witch hunter meets Van Helsing meets Hansel and Gretel. Oh, God. I fell asleep during Last Witch Hunter, like, five minutes into the film, honestly. But that's also because I put it on late. But and still, in this, in this fictional movie that I'm coming up with, they fight the uh, vampires and lichens from Underworld. Ah. Now, have you seen Priest? I did not see Priest. I could That seems uh, a bit like, well, it's, is it based on an anime? Because it seems like a live action anime. Yeah, it's like a, it's, I think it's a Korean comic or something like that, I think. Okay. It's like really kinetic, and for what it is, it's done well, but I don't like what it is. That kind of totally fake thing doesn't read to me. It doesn't seem like it's based on a real kind of thing. Now, this German Nordic environment in Hansel and Gretel does seem like it's based on a real kind of thing. Yeah. In fact, I've been to villages like that, the Neuschweinstein Castle, which is the Sleeping Beauty Castle, the real one. I've been there, and the village down below is like this village with thatched roofs and stuff, but they make the best bread. Like, I sense memory, I smell it, and I was like eight years old when I last was there. It's amazing bread. 
bread. But yeah, so it's based on a kind of reality that we still have record of, whereas these other movies, Priest, you've, I guess, refused to watch? I refused to watch. Doesn't seem like it's actually based on anything really real, but I don't know when that movie's supposed to take place. This movie doesn't have a date on it, but we know the kind of era that it is. The anachronistic just doesn't work with you. Not really. Bits and pieces, I think, are fine, but when you lean very heavily on that, even if it's fantasy, I mean, you need to have something to ground your film that makes... You wanted you wanted a fish-out-of-water sort of ash in medieval times. Well, it's like, even if they... Reason. I mean, I could... A reason like There that. are bits and pieces where I could sit there and accept if they had, like, one of these weapons, but they literally pull it out at the end of the film. Like, the Gatling gun. Okay, they have a Gatling gun, but they pull it out... But it should be, like, they're only... We created this thing, and we've, you know, never tested it, and blah, 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 you know, something like that. I can buy that you have one really powerful super weapon that you just kind of made up, and now's the best time to use it. Or going in, and then you have the automatic crossbow, or something like that. You know, that's fine. So, at the beginning of this episode, you said you hated this film. Are you still at hate, even though I talked you into admitting that you like certain things about this? Yeah, this is definitely, uh, this is definitely not a movie I would ever want to watch again. Even, like, dang it! Like, even if it was on TV and there was nothing else to watch, I mean, literally, I had that and bass fishing. I would watch the hell out of <laughs> bass fishing. <laughs> I failed! <laughs> Ah, oh, dang it. Yes. Well, that's the difference between you and me. I like Hansel and Gretel. I'm, it's not my favorite movie ever. No, I, I, I don't have a favorite movie ever, but I wouldn't. I, I don't think like this it. is. I honestly would be afraid of the person who this is their favorite movie. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry if that is one of our listeners. <laughs> This could be a guilty, you know, and I know you don't like the term, this could be a guilty pleasure movie. This could be one of those movies that's like, yeah, I'll, I'll sit down and watch. There's quite a few movies that, that I think are bad that I will go, yeah, I'll sit down and watch this. What the hell? But the the level of gore that in, in the unrated version and in, in how abrupt it often is, which is the only way to be in order to get a sort of shock. It's not a gore where it lingers on it and goes, ooh, look how gross the brains are falling out of the person's head. It's like she just, the witch reaches into the guy's head and pulls his brain out and throws the brain to the ground it's that quick that sort of nonsense that's in this film is actually why i like it not gore necessarily but how abrupt and ridiculous everything is and it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous until the very end where good witch has a gatling gun mowing down a bunch of bad witches well as i said at one point there's a dude who just explodes at random yes right so like i accept that i mean i have to have some stupid pulp that i like you know can't all be highbrow well you and heather are in the same boat i'm the odd man out here yeah okay she enjoyed she she likes this movie she wanted me to watch this a while ago and when we when you had first mentioned that we were going to be doing this one she had actually uh called it up on our uh on our tv you know the one of those little you know watch it now thing and we had to sit there for a little while and then it was no no we're not doing it yet it's like oh huh. okay i uh, gotcha so well Sorry that I failed. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, it's not a fail. It was worth a shot. I walked into this going, let's go see this. And, okay. And then right. I kind of just went, oh, it's this kind of movie. Well, maybe something will change. Nope, it's still this kind of movie. <laughs> yep, All they're, right. they're well, doing that. <laughs> well, John, I guess we'll end this episode on a downer note. Goodbye, everybody. Later. Howdy, partner. Where are all the girls?